Yeah. Well, you know what? And you knew that parlor it was either a, a social experiment, right? Uh, or or you know, somebody trying to take over the world. So Yeah. All right. It's it, it's honestly poison for the mind, you know? It's like they're they're using chemical warfare, but for the mind. Yeah. So um how about we get started right now? Oh okay. yeah, sure. Uh I'm Brett. And I'm Jacob. And this is your weekly BJ. All right. So uh have to add music to that one day. I would really like to, but yeah, we're gonna put something in there. Yeah. Um so we have a couple of topics we want to talk about today. Um now we also took a little bit of a different approach today, so you might feel that or you might not. Yeah. But either way, as you may have guessed, um, we're gonna start talking about parlor a bit. And in order to talk about parlor properly, I feel like there's a few things that we really have to get out to in the open right here. And that's like, uh, what did Cambridge Analytica do? And um, yeah, let's start with that. So, okay, so what did they do? <laughs> so <laughs> Cambridge Analytica, um, they stole a bunch of use. Well, they didn't steal. They took yeah. uh, user data from Facebook quite openly with it yeah. following Facebook's rules. But then they were doing these, uh, effectively, they were doing experiments trying to find out if they could nudge people in specific directions based off of their political ide ideologies. Um, and so nudge them in specific directions using their Facebook feed. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that that made pretty big news, right? At the time, like that 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 hit pretty big. That it was that that was coming out. Like I, I feel like there was a congressional inquiry and stuff going on. Yeah, that was huge news. But it was also um, it was kind of overshadowed quite a bit because they were saying like this is the same time when RussiaGate was happening all the time, where the yeah. Democrats were trying. Yeah. To say that Russia was trying to tamper with our election and whatnot. And then it turns out that it's not Russia, it's Facebook. And, <laughs> and yeah. everybody's still like, oh yeah, that, that happened, that happened. But Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing was, is like I, they brought in um, Zuckerberg, right? Like yeah. he, he was brought before a congressional panel and they wanted to talk to him, but it's like, okay, so you talk to him and then nothing changed. Like he, he basically went on to say, it's like, Oh yeah, well, this is what we're doing. And yep. nothing happened. And everyone has been defending him as if like, the, I mean, we're still hearing it right now that yeah. uh, like this current uh, ban on, on Trump is some sort of interference with free speech. But yeah, they're saying like putting rules on Facebook would, would be interfering with free speech. They're like, no, not putting rules about sharing data. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's, right? that's not free speech. Uh, I also feel like, okay, I don't want to get too much on a sidetrack, but like yeah, yeah. this whole free speech thing is absolutely ridiculous because there's no such thing as free speech. Like yeah. all speech has consequences and there's very, and all speech is propaganda. Like yeah. when the moment you say hi to somebody, the other person is expected to say something back. Yeah. 
it's, well, and like, it, it's forced speech. Absolutely. But at the same time, they, they have stretched free speech. Like the concept of having free speech is in, is in a sense a, a really good idea. But they're stretching it into so many things where it's like, I'm pretty sure we could put a rule in about that and still keep free speech well, you know, in the way that we need to. Yeah. In Canada, we have that. We do that because we have hate speech laws. Like, yeah. You're allowed to say whatever you want. Like you're not allowed to like go to jail for saying stuff and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But if you're inciting violence and you're being hateful, like we don't want that here. Yeah. And I feel like that's reasonable. It, it's, it's very reasonable. And that's the thing is like, why do we want free speech if people are using it to do these things? Right. Like I think people should be allowed to have opinions. I will always support people having their own opinions and stuff going on, but people throw in, like actually getting uh you know inciting violence and yeah just i don't i don't know like the the lies that are creating the parallel universes we seem to live in right now that stuff needs to be stopped and it's or at least tempered i like that you mentioned opinions because that's what we're that's what this is really getting at the the crux of everything yeah cambridge analytica and what we're going to be talking about today is like the eroding of a free opinion because they're manipulating opinions so that you don't actually have your own thoughts. So that's Cambridge Analytica. Now there's also this, uh, there's a very rich family called the Mercer family in the States. Yeah. And so they have this thing called the Mercer Family Foundation and they fund all these right-wing things, like super right-wing things. Uh, they, they're big backers of Trump. Um, they help Obviously. fund yeah, so things like Breitbart, like Breitbart News, like a yeah, a, a cesspool of um, <laughs> misinformation and every, yeah. like pro Russia stuff, pro Trump the, stuff. The but, truth you have to put in quotation marks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> truth. <laughs> no one so, can see me right now because this is audio, but I'm making the sign. Um, <laughs> So with Breitbart, it's all this stuff. And this is what the Mercer family funds. So they're funding disinformation on American soil. Uh, yeah. and, and it affects North America or everybody in North America, which is why it's uh, kind of important. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing that Breitbart is being left out of this current discussion on who should be in trouble and who should be held responsible for the Capitol riots. Like, how is Breitbart getting out of that? Free they, speech. They, they should be right in there. Free, yeah, free speech. <laughs> yeah, no, that was an easy one. That was an easy one for free speech. You got me. There. <laughs> one point for you. <laughs> um, so when uh, Breitbart got started, the Mercer family funded it. So awesome. sometime in the last like 20, 25 years, uh, Rebecca Mercer took the reins of the Mercer Family Foundation. And she's a real she's really into tech so she wants to do the right-wing stuff but in a tech focus so she funded cambridge analytica breitbart and uh a weird film production stuff like did you know steve bannon directed movies yeah yeah i have uh i have heard that because because i was watching uh one of the michael moore documentaries and, and he was talking about working either working with or he was working with jared uh jared yeah who was help was helping was funding michael moore and apparently steve bannon was somehow involved in that as well 
Wow. So Michael Moore was disclosing that he had worked with these guys on his own projects. Like he hadn't helped them do anything that way, but they're, they're like Michael Moore fans. Yeah, of course they are. Like, Because Michael he's an Moore, effective filmmaker, exactly. Right? So like, how do we get an effective filmmaker that will lie to people? Exactly. <laughs> and, but the thing is, with propaganda, you don't want to just strictly lie to people. Like the yeah, reason no, that thing, the, yeah, the reason that like things like the trees, you shred the the truth cheese right on top. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it makes it palatable, and then you don't you don't realize that you're diving down into this like nutty stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's I, I noticed that when we were doing the, the our first episode, mm-hmm. when we looked at those far right wing newscast newscasts, I'm using air quotes again, uh, sites, they have some of the information from the studies that they're talking about right in their information. They have it right there, like sprinkled on top, like, hey, yeah. look at all this truth we're using. What they don't tell you is that the rest of what's in that study does not back what they're saying at all they've just found like three sentences that back up their saying and some pretty good statistics that kind of work and then they're like hey we've did we've done research science says we're right (laughs) exactly (laughs) we've done it yay so So i i think it's i think they've probably got it about down to a science with this stuff um, well, that's what Cambridge Analytica was all about. Like, let's yeah. get it down into a science. How do we get just enough truth to hide what we're trying to do? Yeah. So related to this, uh, like the powers that she runs in. Yeah. So she's like, you know, really pro-Trump, has worked a lot with Steve Bannon. Um, her still, like, I think she's separated from her husband. Like, they they started divorce proceedings like three years ago, but they're not divorced oh. Well, um, that's that's just awful. I mean, but, that's not very right wing at all. <laughs> You're supposed to hang in there. But he's got a, like a, a pretty high up title at Morgan Stanley. Really? Yeah. So, but not that's the thing. Like these people, they all run in these power circles, and yeah. like I'm sure that this guy is also donating to uh, like Democrat causes and stuff. Oh but, yeah. But like that's that's the thing is like. They're running in these crazy powerful circles. And at very least, Morgan Stanley, even if he isn't doing it directly, he's involved with people who are doing, trying to do this exact same stuff, but for the corporatist Democrat side uh, of things. It's just like SNC-Lavalin, the first scandal that they were involved in when they were given their executives money to donate, yep. they donated to both the liberals and the conservatives here. Yeah, and we don't so, know we'd get in power. Yeah, exactly. No, you gotta cover your bases for yeah. sure. You know, the, and honestly, they are just like, I mean, for the most part, people see them as blue and red, but they are just one big purple party and yeah. they're going to do the will of the uh, of the donors. So, yeah, it, it I'm sure there's somebody at Morgan Stanley who can keep that guy's hands clean. But, you know, make sure that Morgan Stanley is taken care of as far as their interests go. Make exactly. sure they've donated to all the right causes. So some of the things that she's funded is... Uh like climate change denial, uh, anti-immigration stuff. And then, so another thing to remember right now is that fascism uh, is almost always anti-immigration. Yeah. So like, let's just, can we put that in the back of our heads just for a moment? All right. So she started um, Parlor with this guy, uh, John Matsey. Now, 
you'll notice that like Mercer is one of these people that just is in the background pulling strings because yeah. when you look up who started Parlor, it's it's often Rebecca Mercer and John Matsey, but Matsey is the guy that's going out and doing all the the media about it. Yeah. So when when their servers uh when they were boycotted by all the big guys in the states to to stop their servers, yeah, Matsy was the guy that was going out and talking about it. Um, so related to that, their servers are now in Russia. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, you'll love so to see it. Parlor's back. It's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to end up being like a Facebook because they they can't do the app anymore because it's on it's out of the app stores. Yeah. They can't stop you from visiting the website. That's right. That's true. Yeah. So, so it's to gonna get be parlor just a little bit. It's uh, considered a cesspool of racist shit, right. generally speaking. Uh, it's where a lot of the QAnon stuff has gotten uh, headway or made headway. Uh, a really interesting part to be a verified parlor user, you have to submit a government photo ID. Wow not yeah. suspicious at all right but like who's doing that who's who's like oh yes i want to submit my government issued photo id to a social media website yeah. like i don't know anyone else that has to do that like no no it, it it's not a thing that comes up a lot yeah not a thing that comes up a lot so yeah so you have these people that are doing uh data like really fucked up shit with your data like mm, and they have all of your information yeah all of your information and then it's like and now they're also working in russia it's it's wild yeah well um, that's just that's just it like the, the one thing i do like about the whole parlor thing is that at least it's preaching to the choir right yeah. like the people you, you're on parlor you're already so far into this, you know, you've made a commitment. You're submitting your government ID to uh, secure your place there. Like yeah. you're, you're so far down into it. Like uh, I, I, to me, the more dangerous stuff is the Twitter outreach programs, the Facebook outreach stuff where they're still trying to lure people to parlor. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's where, that, that's where you're going to get the people, right. Cause you're going to, you're going to attract them to your, you know, insane ideologies or whatever it is here you know and, and i i always write it off as like insane ideologies but there there's people who this stuff makes sense to you know like that's that's something we definitely have to but, you know try and understand and see how we get to the bottom of it like this this to people is is finding a, a home somewhere but by the time you're on parlor you're, you're committed right yeah. you're down the rabbit hole you don't have a shovel and uh yeah you're just I, I was i was trying to find parlor takes they normally have some interesting stuff but it's literally just people posting stuff from parlor to that they see on parlor to make fun of them and uh it, it's funny but it's really scary also you yeah know? It, it, to me to me more scary than funny that it, that this is happening to people this is where they're at because of the association with parlor and russia now and all the QAnon shit. And now, like, when you think about QAnon, it just sounds like a PSYOP. And then associated with Parler, like, we had talked about this uh, a week or two ago, where I thought, like, just 
I was doing one of my crazy conspiracy theories and I was like, Parler and QAnon sounds like an FBI PSYOP. And then I found a, an article that was like, oh yeah, it's an FBI PSYOP. <laughs> um, but that article wasn't from a good source. So we have to yeah. like, <laughs> no. but that's just it. Like I, I, I wasn't even going to question it. Honestly, I, I was, I, at the time I was, I was just walking around. We were trying to clean up. I was doing a lot of stuff. I wasn't really looking back and forth. But I was like, holy crap. No, that makes sense, man. That, yeah. that, 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 that checked all the boxes for me. I was like, yep, that's where it came from for sure. I feel like we on the left also have a lot of feel facts, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that we're ready for. And I was just like, yep, nope, FBI, absolutely. That is, that is who started Parlor. Why not? And it just, it, it makes sense to me because it's got to be coming from, from somebody, right? Somebody yep. is coming up with these ideas. Somebody is pushing an agenda. Like you don't come up with these elaborate conspiracies that are, are pushing stuff like this unless you're trying to accomplish something. And at least the FBI, it makes sense. So what a wonderful segue, because now we have to talk about Alexander Duggan or Dugan. Yay. <laughs> so uh, this is a Russian political theorist. All right. Yeah. So he's like super influential. He's held cabinet positions under Putin. Like, Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> So my favorite spelling of Alexander, by the way, that is my favorite with the K and then just an R at the end. No ER. Well, favorite it spelling makes sense. I mean, like R's yeah. make R sounds. Why do you need an E in front of it? Like, no, no. <laughs> just don't waste time. Stop wasting like, time. That, that Russian practicality, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I also kind of like that his name is just spelled Doug in, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am entrenched. I am dug in. <laughs> perfect so, name for a conservative he uh he wrote a book that's become essentially like the russian government's um essentially their bible for uh foreign policy called foundations of geopolitics if we can just i'm going to read from the wikipedia article about foundations of geopolitics so they have okay. um they have plans in this book it's got plans for the entire world because russia is not really a superpower but if you play the game right it can look like you're a superpower that's what they're trying to do and from the wikipedia article on foundations of geopolitics um i'm just going to read verbatim here uh in regards to the united states it says russia should use its special services within the borders of the united states to fuel instability and separatism for instance, provoke Afro-American racists. Russia should introduce geopolitical disorder into internal American activity, encouraging all kinds of separatism and ethnic, social, and racial conflicts, actively supporting all dissident movements, extremist, racist, and sectarian groups, thus destabilizing internal political processes in the US. It would also make sense simultaneously to support isolationist tendencies in American politics. There's been talk that, you know, it's almost like a, a playbook for what Putin's been doing. Yeah. And then if you take a look at all this Russia gate that happened like over the last four years, um, see the thing with the media, like you can't go into an in-depth thing. Like this would be like a two hour long episode on like, yeah. On 60 minutes or something. For sure. So instead, they just talk about Russian interference. 
But yeah. when you only talk about Russian interference without giving all of the background information, it just sounds like you're crazy. You don't um, realize that they have this whole plan laid out. And they do. And you see it all the time. Like they have the, um, the Trump supporters, like, and then uh, the, they're fueling, what does it say there? Um, to fuel instability and separatism. All right. There's Trump supporters that have actively talked about um, like a civil war and yeah. like separating from the Democratic or the Democrats, right? Like Democrat yeah. led areas. So, like, are these actually American citizens? Are they <laughs> Russian agents? Or are they just people that Russia has done this very successful PSYOP on? So they don't even yeah. know that they're a Russian agent. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I think that they are people who Russia has found a way to tap into the, the angst that they have towards the government. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It's, it's funny, too, because the people that they're mad at, all these people, the guys that they're mad at, they're the people funding all of this. <laughs> like <they're, laughs> the Mercers are not going to help these people get out of poverty or they're not going to help these people get a better life. That's not what they're about at all. And yeah, so th this stuff right here, like these guys, they're ta the, the Russians uh, who have found a way to tap into this very real anger that, yeah. that exists out there. And yeah, a lot of it too is based on this idea. Like it, it's, a, it's an inaccurate view of history where uh, th these people, these you know, uh, uh, adult white males are thinking to themselves that they should be in some sort of power. Like if I just go back in history, I could, I would be ruling. I would be in charge of this stuff. I'd be allowed to do these things. Like, no, like what you're thinking of is that in most history books, there are, they write about the rich white guys. Yeah. That's because that's the only people they talked about. 90% yeah. of the white guys there were still poor and still going through the crap that you are going through right now. Only yeah. it was a lot worse and they were dying of black lung from the cold that they were inhaling all the time. And like, for the most part, they're like, they're, uh, I think it's Louis C.K. has a joke about, I'm a white guy, so I can go back to any time in history and be fine. No, you could go back to any time in history, you know, in Europe and maybe not experience racism. That, that might be possible. But at the same time, they hated everybody back then based on something, right? They, they hated people based on like, uh, like whether they're from, you know, Scotland, England, like white people were not one group back then. We yeah. were divided by nation. And like the vast majority of us were very, 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 very poor, right? <laughs> like there was no time where every white man just did whatever they wanted. And yeah a poor understanding of history has created this idea for some people that there was a time when all white men were strong and powerful and had blah, 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 blah. Doesn't exist. Exactly. It's, it's not something that we can ever get back to. Even, even in the heyday, the fifties, there were still poor white people, right? Yeah. The, the heyday of the United States, 1950s, still poor white people. Uh, you know, leave it to Beaver. That, that, that's the image that people want those guys were fine. Yeah. There was lots of households that where people were, were fine, but for the most part, there was a lot of, there were more poor white people than rich white people. Right. Yes. And it's, you're, 
we're never going to get to a point where there's not more poor than rich, right? I don't, I don't see that ever happening. So right now we're at possibly because of the increases in social safety that we're at one of the best times in the history of the world to be a poor person. And, but these people have this idea that it's getting worse for them somehow. It's getting worse for, for poor white people because now we can't use ethnic slurs, you yeah. know? And it's very limiting linguistically, I guess. And so that's, that's a, a, a thing that, that's hurting us. But yeah, they, they've tapped into that. They've tapped into that very real anger that's created by a poor education system. And uh, yeah, the, uh, they've been able to use that to, to, to they, they, like they will not have to fire a shot. They could bring down the United States without firing a shot by the end of this, you know, depending on what happens. Trump's now saying he's going to start a Patriot Party. That's that's being thrown around now that there he's he's well, I don't know if he said that, but he's definitely said that he's not going away. So who even knows what's going to happen by the time this is all over. So just to to go back once. Dugan and Mercer is not like a separate entity either. Yeah. Okay. so like they. Bannon and Dugan have had sit down face-to-face meetings and Mercer and Bannon work together a lot. So I just, I, I wanted to throw that out there. And then also you're right in all of that stuff because the, um, if you want to make yourself more powerful, you either like get yourself more powerful in the government mm-hmm. or get more wealth. Yeah. And these, like Mercer and people that work with the corporate Democrats and the Republicans and the liberals and the conservative parties, they, uh, that's what their goal is. They make themselves more powerful by getting wealth and more comfortable with the government. Yeah. It just, it, it, it's so hypocritical because, I mean, Bannon has to know what like he has to know about the the this book he has to know about these plans yep. right like so to bring it in there is like right right he doesn't it's not even like he knows about the book like i'm certain that he's read the book but yeah. he also works with these people like he started yeah. breitbart yeah <laughs> but but it's like i i could almost you could almost forgive a guy who just wanted you know to create this vision of america that he has yeah, but it's like no. He is. He is like all these people that are are pushing Carler. They are out and out traitors. You know, like there is. They know what they're doing. They are. It's not even just trying to get people on their side. Yeah. The only possible explanation is that they are trying to help Russia. They are trying to push destabilization. And yeah, like you. I. Okay, I they, don't think that they're trying to help Russia. I think they're trying to help themselves. But they're absolutely trying, trying to use Russia. Yeah, they're, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I wonder if they, if they even knew how successful it was going to be, because oh. it, it, it has been so effective. Breitbart has been around for a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so they must have been... noticed that it could be effective, and then with the rise of things like uh, news sharing on Facebook, they like that's yeah. why they did Cambridge Analytica. And then they're like, oh, you know, what if we controlled the entire platform so that we, they, these people didn't get uh, yeah. the stuff that like 
twists your your head to a more reasonable way of thinking. Yeah. And so they start parlor. Now you have QAnon, which is um, not going anywhere. It also got me thinking about that uh, needing a photo ID. Yeah. Uh, that actually reminds me of uh, like when I was working in sales mm-hmm. and the stuff they would always say is like every little thing that you can get somebody to do that goes towards the, the sale is another level of commitment in their heads where they're like, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing this. So every step in the process they can add, you know, the bigger the step, the more of a commitment they are getting psychologically from each one of their uh, followers, right? From right. each one of the people who signs up there. So they're literally like using this, uh, like sales techniques, uh, psychological yeah. <laughs> buying in techniques so you can get people to uh, to feel like they're more committed to the process. And it's just that, like, I, I, you, I, I'm impressed. I'm honestly impressed. It's, it's evil, absolutely. Yes, yeah. they, 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 they will, if, you know, I, I, I believe, I, I hope there's a hell just for them, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't believe in it, but you know what, if it was around, you know, that's who belongs there, right? Yeah. But it is, it's, it's incredible what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, in, in like, I, I, I know talking with people who are, who are, you know, involved in this stuff that you really do feel like there's, there's a brand there's new reality that's being created every day by these people so it's quite impressive it is and trump um pardoned bannon this morning before he left oh thank god right was bannon charged with anything or is he under investigation uh apparently he was charged with something um okay just let me i'll just pull that up real quick okay because yeah they were talking about a bunch of people that he was going to pardon. And I was like, I didn't even realize those people were being charged with anything. Oh, also little Wayne. Oh, that's good. Yep. Yeah. I, and that, that was one that I, that I had heard about that little Wayne was going to get pardoned. And uh, you know, that like, cause it was seemed weird. Like that little Wayne was at the white house when he went. Right. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that he went to the white house. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure anyway. So Bannon had charges related to a fraud stemming from his involvement in a political project. Of course he did. <laughs> he yeah. probably ends up with charges after, uh, <laughs> after every political project he's involved with. As he pardoned, because I think Don Jr. was also involved and in, uh, he, he was going to be investigated for uh, some political activity as well. Oh. There's another increase or uh, something about uh, their charity again, I think. Like some of their charity funds being used politically. So it wouldn't surprise me if Biden pardons Trump Jr. It's the same party. Like, yeah. Like the Democrats could have stopped Trump at any time in the last four years, but they didn't. They voted yeah. yes on everything he asked them to vote for. So anyways. Well, there's uh, not much in the way of objection to him. Yeah. So Parler is a piece of shit. I think that's what we... Uh, <laughs> we've come up with yeah oh my god no that actually honestly that that was uh it was, it was kind of interesting looking at all that stuff with parlor because i mean you know what's out there you know what's happening but i mean it it just it just blows my mind and, and 
think that they can still call for patriotism with everything that they're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's all in the name of patriotism and that so nobody's allowed to question it. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's definitely Russian bots, but, but okay. Patriot that, they're very patriotic Russian bots. It, that's another hallmark of fascism though, is the nation nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. So like which i I'm always really shocked at that people don't see through because I've all like I'm Canadian, born in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um that was like luck of the draw, right? Like yeah, it just happens. Yeah. So it's like being really proud of your hair color. It's like yeah. luck of the draw. Like yeah. I just I don't get it. Like, why are people so nationalistic but they don't associate it with anything else and it's it's wild to me yeah and the thing is too like i have always been like a proud canadian i i I have no problem saying that i feel like a proud canadian but i don't feel like that means i can't question what's going on like i think if you take it to the point where you're like i'm so proud that just everything is great yeah no it's not what are you talking about part of having a representative democracy is being engaged. It, part of it is uh, is arguing. Why would you have free speech if no one can share their opinions around you, right? Like yes. you defend free speech, but you can't hear anyone else's opinion, yeah. right? And it's like that's not that's not how it works, right? You, you, we had they needed free speech because people need to be able to object to things, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we you to to take pride in a country that is a democracy i don't think you can or to to truly take pride in it i don't think you can just be unquestioning because that's not part of the process no if the process in fact, for a democratic society is questioning things yeah if you're not questioning you can't be proud of it yeah it's just it's just blind following yeah yeah it separates patriotism into uh jingoism right whereas just yeah. you're just going along with it no matter what you might as well just be a, a an English football fan. You know, it's just you're following your team blindly and you're going to fight anybody they say. It's like, no, we can be proud of this country and still know that there's a lot of work to do, right? Yeah. There's a lot of work to do. So, yeah, it's, so it's funny. Yeah. Related I to was, that, how about yeah. we go over to Aaron O'Toole? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Aaron O'Toole. So, I... Uh, I started looking at, at uh, the, uh, his, his leadership and his Aaron O'Toole's um, whole message is that he is a kinder, gentler conservative. He supports so many causes. It's, it's amazing. Um, he's like, uh, he he's, it's welcomes Canadians regardless of race, religion, economic standing, education, or sexual orientation. Um, he's, uh, he has raised, uh, the issue of the unfairness of the blood ban for gay men. Um, he wants to, uh, look into, uh, reconciliation with the natives. And, uh, so that's, that's his public thing. So but he, if, if you're, you look at that public thing, yeah. why, like, why is he in the conservative party? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> in, in the thing, he explains it. He explains why he's in the Conservative Party. And uh, he, he, he says here, where is it, that uh, 
Uh, I don't believe leadership is bestowed by birthright. I am yeah. a middle-class kid from the suburbs of Toronto who has dedicated his life to service. Um, and so that uh, there, there's some more stuff in here. The whole thing was that, that, you know, he feels that the conservative party is in the center of Canadian politics, yeah. firmly in the center of Canadian politics. That's where he sees uh, the conservative uh, Canadian opinions. And that's the thing you hear a lot too with, um, um, Republicans and conservatives when they're, you know, being interviewed is they say, this is where, this is how most Americans feel. This is how most, what most Canadians believe. And I, they, they keep this idea that they are in the center right there when really polls and, you know, like, uh, the, the, the vast majority of, show the vast majority of Canadians are not really where the conservatives are on most issues. <laughs> <laughs> most Canadians are somewhere to the left of where the liberals, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say they're where the left of where the liberals say they are. They're where the liberals say they are. And, you know, so and to left the left of, of where the liberals are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, for, and just heading left. Like, yeah. that's just it. Like, the, the, the middle of the country uh, is, is nowhere near where, where these guys are at. Um, and that's why, like, you have issues with O'Toole, where it's like he's saying this, but then when he thinks cameras aren't rolling, he's telling, he's giving people, uh, you know, points for, or, you know, the tips on how to score points with conservatives when you're debating the uh, efficacy of residential schools, you know. So, <laughs> so, and then uh, I included another thing here because the whole thing uh, got started with uh, press progress, talking about. Um, uh, they found uh, that Derek Sloan, who is a controversial conservative MP, um, had received a, a donation from Paul Frum, a noted neo-Nazi who doesn't like to be called a Nazi because he feels like that was an insult to Hitler, right? So he's, he's worried that that name was insulting to Hitler. So he doesn't want to be called a Nazi. Wow. Yeah, well, That's you gotta worry else. about Hitler's feelings. Nobody is worrying about Hitler's feelings anymore. So somebody's got to do it. He's taken this up. And so I love this press progress. It's, it's a great article and it starts out with uh, Aaron O'Toole is outraged and they put it in quotation marks. <laughs> did, they, <laughs> did they need to add those? No, this is not a direct quote. Although there is a quote later, I guess they could have taken it out of, maybe they're trying to use it as a direct quote. But I feel like they are they're they're really picking up on the feigned outrage uh, that O'Toole is putting out there. And it's it's been it's it's been fun to read through all this stuff because you do see a lot of stuff where they're they are really dealing with uh, trying to separate themselves from Trump. Yeah. yeah. Right now they are. Yeah. 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 Because Trump has proven to be so toxic only in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> So like his they didn't notice it for the other four years. Yeah, like his deputy was caught wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Yeah. And there's no flack about that. No. No. And fine. like he can talk about uh anti-immigration stuff. Like under Sh I I put this here, uh under Sheer, they were hiring people from rebel media to yeah. help their campaign. Um yep. Yeah, but like, sorry, Sloan, 
Derek Sloan. That's yeah. Derek, right? Derek Sloan, yeah. Yeah. So he said some pretty horrible stuff about Teresa Tam, the yeah, our top doctor, saying, "Hey, yeah. um, are do you actually work for China?" Which yeah, is a. Uh, I think it's pretty bad. Like, it, there's a lot of. That's a really good example of a dog whistle, right? Yeah. Like it's not yeah. overtly racist, but everything, but, un- all the subtext is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and the thing is, uh, maybe, uh, it, it, if it's not overtly, it is right on the line of where overtly <laughs> starts. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's so it's so close. Yeah. To over. But that's so, just it. it, but it he. Uh, the Ontario, the Ontario caucus for um, the Conservative Party made a motion to to make Derek apologize to Theresa Tam because they thought it yep. was uh, unreasonable. The only two people that voted against that motion were O'Toole and Derek Sloan himself. Yeah, and actually that goes back to uh, this thing that I, I I threw in here. It's a tweet from O'Toole. Uh, and he said immediately following 2019 election, Peter McKay had no doubts about why we lost. It was, he suggested, because of people like Derek Sloan. He said that social conservatives were a stinking albatross that hung around our necks. And so Peter McKay trying to get rid of guys like Derek Sloan and uh, Aaron O'Toole proud that he was the only uh, MP to vote against the effort by McKay's allies to throw Sloan out of the conservative caucus uh and so he's he's tweeting it out he's very proud of himself and then he's we're we're supposed to believe that he's he's not a social conservative right he's he he's his defense of of Derek Sloan so far and he defended Derek Sloan for as long as he could right keep that keep that uh facade going that it wasn't about signaling to people that he was really a social conservative um but that's what that was. That's exactly what he was trying to do. It's like, oh, hey, look, see, I, I like social conservatives. See that? But I kept that guy in. Hold on. He's also trying to paint Derek Sloan as a social conservative rather than a racist. Yes. Yes. But see, so, I think of it as one of the I Maybe that's rude to say, but I think of them as the same thing. I, I guess there might be some people who feel like you know, they can be against immigration and they've had all these things and it's not about race, but I don't know. It always seems to be mixed in there with this, uh, with ideas of race and uh, homophobia, Islamophobia, all this yeah. stuff like the ban on, um, what was the ban that they brought in on barbaric practices? Yeah. And they're like, no, that's, that's about uh, honor killings. That has nothing to do with, uh, you know, hating Muslims. I know that's, that was just you trying to score some points with your social conservatives. Yeah, that is about everything. Keep your base happy. Uh, and another thing that uh, uh, I put in here: kinder, gentler conversion therapy. Um, there's a petition right now uh, from a member of parliament, conservative member of parliament, and um, that. So it's we, the undersigned citizens and residents of Canada, are extremely concerned about an attack on our freedom of religion. Right. Yeah. So uh, they want the freedom to continue doing conversion therapy. Right. Because that's their freedom of religion. So they're they don't want they're not they're saying that they're, they're not going for forcible 
conversion therapy, but they're saying that there should be no problem with people who want to, um, who, who, okay, so we call upon the government of Canada for a narrower version of what the liberals view as con conversion therapy in order to exclude pastoral care, voluntary, voluntarily sought counseling or prayer. Uh, it's like nobody tried to ban prayer. I don't know why they're yeah. throwing prayer in there. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, pray the gay away. Is that what they're, they're but, thinking? But, but that's essentially what it is. If, if somebody's like needs, well, I'm, I'm putting in quotation marks, needs yeah. conversion therapy. If somebody needs that and your response is to pray, like you're trying to pray the gay away. Like yeah. you say it as a joke, but that's like, it's literally what they're trying to do. <laughs> It seems like all the same battles that we're seeing, uh, you know, happen in the states with uh, Trump and and conservatives. Our our own conservative party right now is going through the same kind of growing pains, where they are they're trying to walk that line between appealing to enough people to be elected and maintaining their uh, their vision of what the world should be. Right. Yeah. So. We can see it's it's a it's a balancing act, and uh, it's definitely a, a public face that they're putting on everything. Like uh, the one of the articles that I I had put into our our, our little chat there about um, the yellow jackets or the yellow vests. Yeah, the yellow vest movement, uh, which they're saying here, two thousand nineteen. Um, I, for some reason, had in my head that it was like 2015, 2017. Uh, I did not think it was that recent. Wait, what do you vest. mean? Like the 2019 what? That they started? Yeah. It, that it was somewhere around the, 2000, the, the, the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, that they started protesting in Hamilton. Oh, um, that's possible. I know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Because there was, they were doing counter protests for like pride, mm -hmm. pride stuff, and it's like, yeah, why are you even protesting that? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, these people are happy and proud of who they are, and you're like, yeah, be? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? What? What is going on in your life that this somehow affects you? You know? Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> it's just like the the idea that it could somehow hurt a christian society or it somehow has some impact on your marriage right if we allow gay marriage does that ruin real marriage yeah no no it doesn't have anything to do or, or the, the that was the whole idea right is that there is this there's a, a marriage right and there's it's defined by the bible between a man and a woman that's right. For, for the That's purpose right. of procreation. That's right. So anybody out there not procreating, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're going to hell for it. So you have that to look forward to. Um, and then, yeah. So that, like, how does that impact, you know, like, <laughs> I, uh, have you had the what? garage debate with people? Have you had the, the garage debate? Garage. No, no. Uh, where it, okay. So uh, I've had this debate with people where they believe that what the government should have done is made it not, not give uh, gay people the right to have an actual marriage, but give them all the same rights and call it something else. 
So you just oh. call it garage for gay marriage, right? Yeah. A combination, I guess, of the two words. So you call it that, and then all of a sudden, Christians are okay because you're not taking their thing from them, right? They're like, we brought marriage. Like, that's not true. Marriage has been around, around a lot longer than Christianity. So... And it's really kind of a cross-cultural thing. Yeah, it's, 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 in, it's in all the religions. Yeah. But even if you were, like, trying to make the claim, like, oh, like, uh, uh, you know, some religions have been around for less time. There are religions that have been around much longer as well and yeah. did it. And it seems like probably something that we did uh, even before then, right? Like, yeah. just because we don't have the, the written notes on it, how can it be in every culture and not just be something that's been happening kind of all the way along? You know, like, it's not like it's foreign to anybody. You know, every, every culture, everywhere we go, there's this idea of, of being married, of being coupled for the purpose of, of procreation or being coupled for the purpose of sharing your life together, however you want to look at it. But uh, yeah, so the, the idea was that somehow you'd make it better, right? If you just called it something else. It's like, okay, but if we're going to recognize that they have the same rights as everybody else, we have to call it the same thing as well right (laughs) (laughs) well it's also like what about those gay christians who firmly believe in the the sanctity of marriage yeah that and that's what they want and And that's what they want i just i it's it's wild to me like the Mm -hmm. mental gymnastics these people have to jump through Mm -hmm. that is somehow uh, impacting them but what about this yellow vest thing okay so uh the, the article went into um, the, this dispute that happened with uh, Paul from and the, the yellow vests. He yeah. was essentially, they were like, hey, you can't just put on a yellow vest. You're a, you're a neo-Nazi and we don't want to be associated with neo-Nazis. But the, the author of the article was like, even though they do like the same types of Facebook posts and push the same types of memes around. There, there are people that essentially agree on almost every issue, but the yellow vests were like, we're not white nationalists, right? So they just were not taking that last step and saying they're white nationalists. And I feel like it's the same thing with the conservative party where you've got this whole idea is like, oh yeah, we would take like, they have definitely taken money from white nationalists. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it's a big part of their donors. <laughs> it's a big part of the people who are contributing to their cause are people who believe in these white nationalist things are people who are sharing these same types of posts that the, that the yellow vests were sharing and had in common with Paul from they're, they're, they're all out there. They're all doing the same things. They're, they're, they're all promoting these same ideas. It's just, he is uh, openly saying I'm a white nationalist. And they're saying, no, 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 it's about uh, market labor relations. That's why we're against immigration. It's about, uh, it's about uh, tightening up the labor markets. Oh, this goes into uh, O'Toole's pro-union stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's about labor markets. Wow. You, you, you spin it slightly and it just opens up everything, eh? Yeah. Like, well, that's that's just it. They're they're trying to they're trying to find enough people, right? Yeah. They're like, who can? Where can we find enough people to get us elected, right? So they're trying to broaden the base, essentially, 
while, you know, trying to still push these ideas, right? Yeah. And then, so they're still pushing these ideas that are going to be harmful to black and brown and indigenous communities, but they're like, no, it's about, it's about labor relations. That's what this is about. If we can tighten up that labor market, then we can drive the demand for labor, right? Supply and demand, that's the thing. So you tighten up the labor markets and you do that by limiting immigration. And if that happens to make the country more white, you know, so be it in their mind, right? That's, that's just the, that's just, you know, something that happened, but it's all about the market. So it's just business. I feel like these people are like really, really weird because if you take the, any of the arguments they make for like social things, it automatically implies like, and like one or two steps away for very progressive policies. Like most conservatives are very much for equality of opportunity. Yep. They're like, oh no, everybody should have the same opportunity. Everybody should have the same opportunity. So that means that uh, all funding for schools should be the same. Yep. That there should be zero inheritance. So, (laughs) so, um, school lunches, so everybody's fed and not hungry. But, but yeah, but that's the thing is, is that, and what they have opportunity for everybody, and then we don't have to do anything, right? They feel like giving you the opportunity involves nothing, Yeah. right? They feel like we live in a just and equal society, right? There's no systemic racism that doesn't exist. There's no classism that doesn't exist. You just, everyone has the opportunity. They, they feel like we already have the opportunity, right? And they feel like the government getting involved in anything is going to limit opportunity because then the government, who are all evil, if you remember, right? Yep. Bureaucrats are evil. So if you leave it, if the government gets involved in the economy in any way or in society in any way, the bureaucrats are going to use that opportunity to uh, disenfranchise people and take away opportunity. So, yeah, there's... There's no way that they could turn that that in their minds, they're turning that into like a school lunch program thing. They're just like, no, no, no. We just need to let people have opportunity. That's all that's standing in the way of opportunity is the government not letting people have opportunity. Yeah. They're a, <laughs> they're a special group, eh? They, I'm really, I don't understand why so many people are openly conservative supporters because they're, they dog whistle all the time to the far right. And, mm-hmm. and as we said earlier, like the only reason they're stepping back from the, the, the dog whistling now is because it's become really unpopular. Yeah, and that's, that's just it. When, when he could send these messages out, that he, he, was, he had no problem just putting it out there on Twitter that he was the guy who supported uh, Derek Sloan. Yeah. Right, that's O'Toole had no problem doing that. Just, I support Derek Sloan, throw it out there. That was, that was his advertising. Hey, listen, I can't say any of this stuff, but you know that stuff Derek Sloan's saying? I'm letting him say it. Yeah. Me, this guy. Vote for me, because I let Derek Sloan talk. And then he he gets taken out because Paul Fromm gives him a really weird amount of money, too. Like, did you? Really weird. You, like $131. Yeah. Apparently, uh, being a neo-Nazi does not pay well. <laughs> I'm hearing. In case anybody's looking for a career as a neo-Nazi, it does not pay well. Yeah, second guess that one. 
apparently it's also mm-hmm. difficult to get a job as a neo-nazi yeah 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 people not liking it people yeah. not liking it apparently those uh those big democrat donors um they don't pay for neo-nazis to protest yeah what they do for the blm <laughs> i've i've heard that i've heard that well that's that's the thing that i i keep hearing in the the, the right-wing circles right is that it, it's not um it's not uh it when when the when the right wing is protesting those are protesters yeah black lives matter they believe are all paid protesters there's nobody there because they actually think black lives matter they are there as paid protesters and it's all from um oh what's the guy's name the big guy who, who they blame for everything that's not bill gates no it's like it's some rich jewish guy right yeah yeah yeah, it's not it's not coming to me at all right now. I can't remember his name either right now, but I think it's like it's really funny because isn't like that's another dog whistle, right? Yeah. Where they're like, oh, they're paid for by the Jew. Like yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Is it Soros? Oh my god. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, Soros. 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 George yeah, Soros. George Soros. Yeah. Yeah. Could not think of it. But uh like honestly, if people I know if people in right wing circles were hearing this conversation right now, they would assume that we were paid by that guy that we can't even think of the name of. Yeah. You know, like, because nobody, they honestly believe that nobody is coming up with these ideas on their own, that nobody is thinking, hey, Trump is a bad idea. They, they can't see how you would think that. Right. So that's yeah. obviously paid for by Soros. Uh, why don't we stop this one here? And, okay, we've uh... still never gotten to our other topic. Oh, the one we carried over from last week, but that's okay. We're carrying it over again, and I, I, I think we just keep it going, and we never get to it. Okay, the, so we have the carryover topic. The carryover topic. We're just okay. never getting to it. I would really like to, because uh, I think it's, it should have some good conversation. I, 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 I really want to as well. So we'll try and get it in next week, and maybe we'll start with it. Maybe we'll, we'll just start with it and go from there. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right. Cool. Cool. So uh, this has been your weekly BJ. Absolutely.